Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line on his way home from Nationals Park, where the Nationals beat the San Francisco Giants 3-1 to for a three-game sweep of the series in the nation's capital. Oh, looks like we're going to be joined by Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page as well. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Hello, it's not that rare. You don't have to be that surprised. I'm uh, just surprised by your number popping up on the screen. We'll start with you then. Jordan Zimmerman, 16 and two-thirds scoreless going into this game. We took the mound. Uh, going back to the start against Tampa Bay, three starts back. Back-to-back outings versus the Braves after that. Six and five on the year. 316 ERA, 302 FIP, and a 275, 315, 351 line against in 16 starts, 99 and two-thirds innings pitched. 239 ERA, 310 FIP, 248, 287, 320 line, and 40 in the third innings at home this season in Nats Park. Tonight against the Giants, three scoreless on 43 pitches, two outs into the fourth. He falls behind 3 0 to Brandon Crawford, though, and gives up a home run to right on a 3 0 fastball that's absolutely crushed. 1 1 at that point. Ends up leaving the game with a 2 run, 2 1 lead after seven. One earned run, one walk. God, Zimmerman, 8Ks, 100 pitches, one earned run in his last 23 and two-thirds innings pitch. Really nice run by Jordan Zimmerman and another nice start by him tonight, Dave. Yeah, it was tremendous. You know, it's good that the Nats were able to scratch out a couple of runs in support for him tonight because he was just sublime. I mean, um, you know, other than that, other than the home run to Crawford, um, he had little trouble at all just mowing down uh, a very good Giants hitting team. Um, the only time they had a runner reach third base, um, was with two outs in the first inning, and, and he was able to um, to get a fly ball to end the inning. Um, just sublime. It kept the hitters off balance all night long, uh, reached back and got a little bit extra and struck out eight when he had to. Um, just a tremendous performance tonight. And as you mentioned, he's, he's just on a real roll right now, um, and, it, and it's good to see. It's good for the Nats. It's good for him. Um, it's, it's good for baseball. So uh, congratulations to Jordan Zimmerman on another terrific outing. Okay, I know you got to be frustrated with that one walk by Zimmerman. I don't know what he's doing out there, but 8Ks, 100 pitches, up to 23 and two-thirds with just one earned run allowed. Did it on the national stage tonight, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, 30,000 fans and packed in the Nationals Park for a late game on a Sunday night, and Jordan Zimmerman just made this one go by pretty quickly, dominating the Giants. Yeah, get your head in the game, Double N. What's going on with that? I think ESPN must be jinxers. What's he doing walking somebody during a game? But, yeah, a, a really great, really effective performance tonight. Um, I was sitting way over in the left field corner tonight instead of my usual seat, so I had even even more trouble seeing the strike zone apparently than Phil Cuzzy did. But I went back and, and took a look at some pitch <laughs> FX plots here on my phone, and uh, he, was, he was really commanding both corners of the plate. And uh, maybe Cuzzy's command of, of the corners was, was not quite as, as good. And uh, especially since they seem to like both the high strike and the low strike if it was over the plate. So I'll give him that much. And uh, Jay Zim took advantage of that and got a couple of, of high called strikes and went back to that well a couple of times because he could. Not that you should be able to do that robot umpires now as, as per usual. But uh, really, really great command. Getting, for the most part, weak contact that was easy to field and rearing back and striking people out. 
fought his fastball well on, on both sides of the plate. Uh, just lovely, lovely to watch. Great pitching performance. More like this, please, double N. Dave Doug has mentioned there, uh, Phil Cousy's strike zone, giving the hitters the low and the high strike, which is frustrating for everyone when you can't figure out where to swing anymore and have to swing at pitches that you know are out of the zone because he's calling them strikes. Finally got the Ryan Vogel song. He started the game 4-4, four and 5-4 four, four OERA, 5-5-3, 264, 3-36, 5-0-3 line against, and nine road starts versus a 2-6-3 RA. 378 fifth, 215, 302, 324 line against, and seven uh, starts in AT&T Park, facing the Nats for the first time since uh, NLDS last season, game four in AT&T Park last October. Gives up back-to-back walks and starts the second tonight. A one-out single to left by Michael A. Taylor makes it one nothing. He gets tossed for arguing strikes with Cuzzy in the fifth. Uh, Cuzzy pretty awful both ways, I have in my notes here, but... Uh, as a starter, you just can't go walking towards the plate and argue with the umpire. He puts his hand up for a Vogelfong to stop. He keeps on walking forward, gets himself tossed in the fifth inning, gets his manager tossed as well. They have to go to the bullpen at that point. But not a smart decision by Mr. Vogelfong there, regardless of what you think of Phil Cousy's uh, zone tonight. You just can't put your team in a position and get yourself tossed for something that silly and you know put it in a position where the umpire has no choice but to toss you. No, I mean, and Vogelsong knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, he was he was ticked off. He wanted to get thrown out. He did what he had to do to get thrown out. I mean, it was a very successful move. I mean, <laughs> there was no disguising it. Um, Phil Cousy was terrible tonight. I mean, let's get one thing straight. Um, he was he was horrible, um, calling like like Doghouse said, calling the high strike, calling the low strike, and Vogelsong felt entitled to getting the same calls that Zimmerman was getting. I mean, Zimmerman got them on several occasions. Vogelsong just wanted the same courtesy and didn't get it. Um, decided to finally uh, um, to lip off, and, and um, you know Bruce Bochy came out and tried to to defend his pitcher and deflect it, but uh, he managed to get himself rejected as well. So um, you know, hey, I'm all for I'm all for these umpires drawing their paychecks and and getting their face time on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Um, but at least call the balls and strikes correctly when when you've got the the, the temerity to, to to be throwing these guys out. Hey, just, so just to, to be fair to, to to be fair to Phil Cuffey there, uh, Vogelsong didn't put any high strikes over the plate. The high pitches that he put in were off on the corners, not over the heart of the plate like the high strike Zimmerman got called for him. So he was not calling the rule book zone, and it was I will insist that it was bad umpiring. But it was consistent, and it was not skewed towards one team or another based on who was throwing what where. So consistently bad is at least one good thing he had going for him. So I got just going back to you really quickly. Bryce Harper named for All-Star for the third time, voted in for the second time by the fans. He set a record in the NL in All-Star voting. I have a feeling we're going to hear Max Scherzer and Drew Storm's names added to the All-Star roster for the NL tomorrow. You can touch on that if you want. Harper passed his home run total for a full season earlier this year, passed his RBI total last night with a two-run shot that put him over his previous RBI high for the year. Tonight he tied his walk total for a full season, 61 walks and 321 plate appearances this year, 61 walks and 497 in 2013 was his previous high. Just another impressive outing by Bryce Harper. He ends up doubling late in the game too, scores an insurance run when Wilson Ramos drives him in there. 
just fantastic series by Bryce Harper overall. The Giants were doing everything they could to not let him beat it, beat them, and he still managed to do it. Fantastic outing. Dingers or go home. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Harper is continuing it to, to have a fantastic season, certainly. And to see him get the same sort of recognition as a fan as other guaranteed Hall of Famers like Omar and Fonte are getting this year really just <laughs> – makes me, you know, feel pride on behalf of the Washington Ball Club. And uh, I, I think the people who actually know something about baseball uh, are, are going to be making some selections from the Nats as well, not the least of which would be Max Scherzer. And uh, I, I think that we have a, a pretty good shot at seeing Soren out there as well. Dave, it's still a 1-1 game in the sixth. Wilson Ramos comes up. Uh, with one out, hits a solo blast over the out-of-town scoreboard and right, two to one at that point, eighth on the year by Ramos. He ends up driving in a run, as I mentioned, RBI single in the eighth for an insurance run, three to one at that point. Really nice hitting from Wilson Ramos tonight. The home run and the single, both to right center field, always a good sign from him when he's squaring up the ball and hitting it the other way. That blast was a really nice one as well, and Ramos just looking good, just up to a 266 average on the year after he goes two for three with two runs scored tonight, but a big game in the nation's capital and on national stage. Yeah, you know, it's always fun with a Wilson Ramos home run too because um, he knows when he hits them, and he just drops the bat with such utter disdain right there at, at his feet as he starts to trudge around the base path as slowly as only he can. So um, you love to see Wilson Ramos hit a home run. And Doghouse, I just want to point out that that somehow the, the voting public was able to only vote for Royals All-Stars and that Omar Infante is actually not an All-Star. And, and somehow magically there were enough votes in the last week of the season to displace the four least deserving Royals um, from all-star consideration. So the Royals only had four all-stars, so um, you can you can take what you want with the uh, the voting, whether it was legit or something's getting uh, jammed up in the mix, but at least the four least-deserving Royals were not elected as all-stars. All right. I, I haven't been following the voting. My my faith is 50% restored. <laughs> you, were at the park, you were at the park when it was announced tonight, so we'll forgive you for that one. And you mentioned you were out in left field tonight. Runner on, one out in the eighth. Matt Thornton on against Angel Pagan, who switches around to the right side. Lines one to left. Michael Taylor with a runner on makes an all-or-nothing diving catch. UZR loves him. So do Nats fans, and so do the Nationals. A great catch by Michael Taylor there. Really all-or-nothing. It was going to be a triple if it gets by him, but he's able to make a really fantastic diving catch coming in on a line drive. Probably one of the harder catches you have to make as an outfielder, and just really well played by Michael Taylor there. Oh my goodness, that was that was a fantastic play. We were jumping up and down and screaming and yelling our fool heads off for two or three at bats afterwards. After that, I might be exaggerating slightly, but yeah, com- coming in on the sinking liner like that, laying out, and for all that it was a diving play, he kind of made that look not exactly routine, but he was confident. He came in on it knowing he could get it, and he got it. And I think that's something that uh, he's been developing over the course of the year, getting more comfortable playing at the big league level, uh, drink for at this level, and showing that he's, he knows what to expect now. He's getting comfortable with it. And he can, he can make good high-risk plays like that and make them look relatively low-risk, which uh, I, am, I am looking forward to watching for many seasons to come, I hope. 
Dave, by the luck of the draw, you're ending up with the trivia question tonight. The Nationals swept their three-game series with the Giants. It's their fifth sweep of the season. Can you name the four teams? Sort of a trick question here that they've swept this season after they sweep the Giants tonight. Uh, Will the Giants? Good. The Braves? Uh, The Mets and the Yankees? Oh, you got three of four, but unfortunately that gets you a... That means you're wrong. Look, can you name the one other team that they've beaten? They beat the Braves twice, and you got that one right. The New York Yankees won. San Francisco Giants, they swept. One other team they swept this year. Uh, Oh, pick me again. Pick me again. But I want to say the Mets again just because I feel like they should have been swept. It was not the Mets. Dave, you have a chance to steal it with your final guess. The Phillies. <laughs> uh, it was not the Phillies. Come on, they swept the Pirates no! as part of the game series. Max Scherzer. I'm <laughs> more wrong, but I was right. I'm like Alex Trebek. I have the answers, and I make it act like it makes me smart to have them. Drew Storin on, doghouse in the end. Four pitch, one out walk to Posey to put the tying, bring the tying run to the plate, but he gets a weak grounder from Crawford, gets a weak grounder to end the game. 25th save of the year. Is Drew Storin all star worthy in your opinion? Will we see him in Cincinnati for the National League this year? Quite frankly, his, his saves just have not been interesting enough this year, which I think makes him fully all star worthy. Although I, I will admit I haven't been following enough other teams to, to really tell you who among the composite NL relief core might also be worthy of it. But uh, I, I got to say, compared to everyone else on the team, certainly he's up there with Scherzer and, and Harper in terms of having a standout year. We'll find that out tomorrow. Uh, one more note from tonight. From tonight's game, Denard's fan 23-game on base streak ended when he goes 0 for 4 with a strikeout in tonight's game, but pretty good run there from Denard's fan, 23 straight games getting on base. Always good to have that at the top of the order. Dave, before we sign off for the night, well, uh, unfortunately, we're going to end with some bad news, but Steven Strasburg placed on the DL, left oblique strain, not too much of a surprise, even though I kind of was wondering about him grabbing the front of his uh, chest or lower abdomen, whatever you want to call it, and ends up with the oblique strain. Taylor Jordan called up, most likely going to be a kind of swing man with Tanner Roark unavailable for a few days after going four and a third yesterday. But second DL stint for Steven Strasburg since May 30th. He's going to miss at least 15 days. Probably good timing with the all-star break coming up, so he'll get a nice rest and try to get that oblique strain out of there and see if he can come back in the second half and make up, keep up where he left off in the last three starts because he was going really well before he uh, strained the oblique. Yeah, it's certainly unfortunate because uh, in his three starts, uh, um, three starts back, he had been particularly effective, and it was encouraging. But uh, um, the Nets don't need a fifth starter until after the All Star break, with the way that the um, the, the, the days are, are lining up. So um, I expect to see, you know, Jordan, like you said, mentioned as a swing man. I don't think he or Roark are going to have to start between now and then, and by then they'll have a better idea um, on Strasburg how long he's going to be out. Um, I really think that if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, meaning more than just the 15 days from the disabled list, that they'll um, they'll call upon Joe Ross to start in his place rather than have Taylor Jordan, who for me um, is a 4A guy. I just just can't really um, can't really get it done at the big league level as a starter. 
um, or to build Roark out of the pen. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely discouraging that uh, that we have to see Strasburg go back on the DL after he was particularly effective when he returned the first time. The Nationals win 3-1 tonight, sweep the three-game set with the Giants. They start a three-game set with the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow night. Doug Fister on the mound against Cincinnati Reds right-hander Anthony DiSclafani. 7.05 p.m. start. We get back to some normal start times for now after a weird three-game series this weekend. Nationals 46-36, and 36, 10 games over 500 for the first time this season. First place in the NL East, one game after the the true halfway point of the season. One week left until the All-Star game, so get the baseball while you can because we'll all be missing it next week. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Signing off for tonight. We'll talk to both of you guys tomorrow night and see if the Nats can keep it going with a four straight over the Reds. Go Nats.